So um, here, guess what today is? It's the day we talk about Paycheck Protection Program 2. Now I've got your attention. Free money alert. This is John Freakin. I'm here with my partner, Adam Bach. It is Thursday at 3 o'clock somewhere at Somewhere's Phoenix, Arizona. And Adam and I are, are here across the hall from each other. And socially distancing. Well, just distant. I feel distant from you. I finally got back and I still don't see you except the same exact way I did it when I was all the way in Mexico. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't matter. Um, so welcome to a small business update Thursday. I am John Fruit. I'm here with my partner, Adam Buck. And the big news of the day is, as I said, Paycheck Protection Program Part 2. That's a teaser. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, we got some legal updates. I got some news. Uh, we got some insight today into digital marketing in the time of COVID. And uh, as always, I guess we start with sports. Mostly because, do you know why we start with sports? Have we ever talked about this? No, just because so it's more fun. When I was fun. a kid, sports was always on 23 minutes into the program. It was like the throwaway. It was like, you know, you waited through all the news to get to sports. And then after sports, they had like adopt a dog or, you know, some human interest thing. Yeah. And so I would just hang on. And so here we are, and we start with the most relatively unimportant stuff first. But I think this time it's a little bit important just because of what it says about the world we live in, because we have another Marlins player. Miami Marlins baseball team has 19 cases of COVID. So that's a problem for Major League Baseball. Mar Marlins and the Phillies aren't playing this week. They were playing at the time the Marlins had all these cases. Phillies got a couple cases, but it's not a big outbreak like the Marlins. And so Major League Baseball has decided to send an, ad an adult with every baseball team. They now have a chief COVID officer, for which I am applying with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Basically, I just yell at people to go to their room and don't cough on each other. Now, the contrast to that, the NBA has had two straight weeks of zero COVID cases. That's because they live in a bubble. They don't get to see their family or outside people, and they live in conditions which they find to be awful, but we would probably find to be great to be away from our families and stuff for a few weeks and play basketball. At Disney World, right? At Disney World. Yeah. And, um, so it turns out that is a good strategy. It is a good strategy. Not surprisingly. Um, uh, the, the Phoenix Suns do start tomorrow. We are back to our full complement. It looks like Ricky Rubio and Aaron Baines both had COVID. And Rubio's been playing and Baines is back with the team. And so all good news. Um, it kind of begs the question, though. Maybe the Miami Marlins got it right. They hit playoff time. They're the only ones at full strength. <laughs> Front load the problems. Yeah, maybe that's what happens. So um, I'm going to turn it over to you, Adam, because we're going to talk a little bit about kind of legal goings on and goodness knows I'm not qualified. So why don't you talk a little bit about um, the Arizona University system, Mountainside Fitness, whatever else is happening in the legal world. Um, I will note that our big news is Maricopa County is going to, um, in fact, start to have uh, jury trials next week. So um, it's unclear if that'll just be criminal trials or what, but you might be getting a notice to serve on a jury. And I don't know how people are going to react to that. <laughs> well, 
Well, before we get into Governor Ducey versus Mountainside Fitness Part Two, the sequel. Yeah. Um, so some students filed a class action against uh, ASU, U of A, and NAU. Yeah. Um, spring semester, they shut down campus. They kicked them out of the off on house uh, on campus housing. And so all these students thought, well, I need a refund of part of my money then because you kicked me out and you didn't provide any services. So they file a class action lawsuit um, and it was recently dismissed because they didn't file the notice of claim required by the statute. Yeah. So a technicality, you know, before you sue a government, you need to give them an opportunity to settle and you explain the claims. Anyway, it's a whole statutory thing. They didn't do it. So the students are out of luck. So Mountainside Fitness didn't do it either. That Mountainside Fitness didn't do it. But they're seeking injunctive relief. And so far, not so good. But let's talk about where we are with that. All right. So you might wonder, what's my obsession with Mountainside Fitness and Governor Ducey? It's, it's actually, <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> I think it's fascinating because it really tests the limits of the legal rights of businesses during a pandemic. Now, unfortunately, it's just them who you know are having to test this, but it could happen to anybody under other circumstances. So if you'll remember the executive order, um, Governor Ducey shut down indoor gyms and fitness centers from June 29th to July 27th. So that's when, um, oh, and then July 27th was just recently. And before that expired, he extended that. And he said, okay, you're closed indefinitely. He's not even giving a date. But he's like, you know, every two weeks I'll revisit it and I'll tell you when you can reopen. Now, that didn't sit well with Mountainside Fitness. So, um, you know, they said, well, the Department of Health Services is going to come up with all these guidelines on how you're going to reopen. And if you follow the guidelines, then you can reopen. So at the prior hearing on July 7th, the court denied the preliminary injunction. They said, no, there's no violation of due process because there's going to be this procedure. And so, but the judge did say, I am concerned, Governor Ducey, that you don't have these procedures in place yet. So they said, okay, fine, we'll do it. So on July 24th, the Department of Health Services released guidelines for the gyms. And it's like the three pages of single space directives like stay six feet apart, wear masks, you know, suggested they run outside if you can't wear a mask while you're running inside, 50% um, capacity, close the communal spaces like the locker rooms, sanitize waiting rooms, lobbies, do temperature checks for everybody that comes in, um, put up signage, no back-to-back -back fitness classes, and one-way traffic for ingress and egress. So they put out all of these guidelines, um, but then Governor Ducey said, yeah, but you still can't open. And so they, they went back to court and said, Your Honor, we don't have the ability to open. And, um, you know, during a pandemic, the, the, the uh, governor still can't be arbitrary and capricious. So what is arbitrary and capricious? 
So it's arbitrary if it depends on an individual discretion, um, you know, without regard to the facts or circumstances of the case, or it's capricious if it's characterized by or guided by an unpredictable or impulsive behavior likely to change one's mind suddenly or to be, behave in unexpected ways. I like, your, a, um, I like your icon there. It looks like it has, um, you know, those wheels look like the settings. So if you have somebody presses the settings in your head and you start, start acting crazy, it's called capricious. Yeah. And, and so they're saying, well, that's what the governor's doing. Yeah. It's pretty much what it's in Governor Ducey's head. Um, and so they said, you know, they keep moving the goalposts on us, Your Honor. Every time they tell us what we need to do, we do it, and then they move it. So their argument is there's no rational basis for saying they're not safe when the governor came up with the own his own guidelines. Um, they said there's, there's no rational basis for keeping us closed at this point. So now there's going to be a hearing on Monday. The judge agreed to bring everybody back in and find out whether these orders relating to indoor uh, gyms are arbitrary and capricious. If they are, then Mountainside and others can open following the guidelines. But if not, the gyms will be closed until Governor Ducey decides that they can open. So it'll be fascinating. I know everybody's waiting to go back to the gym to exercise. So my final picture, this is my favorite. <laughs> the, uh, that's a picture of us all waiting to get back to our favorite exercise routines at the gym. So I, I, I will say that this, there's no question that this show is not getting better, but your PowerPoints are. <laughs> well, so yes, that is what we're all waiting on. It's possible that on Monday, um, they could say, look, this is all arbitrary and capricious and gyms can open up. So uh, Lisa has a question. She said that it looks like uh, kids dance and gymnastics studios are open. Isn't that a gym? Well, I guess Governor Ducey decides what <laughs> a gym is. And, and what's not a gym? And what's not a gym. Yeah, I mean, that's part of their argument. They're saying, Your Honor, how come, um, you know, all these other places, these dance studios can open up? Yeah. Why can we do grocery stores? Why can we do office settings? How come everybody on the planet can open up safely except gyms? What is there about gyms that is so dangerous that no amount of protection is acceptable? Right. And so that is the trivia question. So yes, to your question, Lisa, the answer is they are open and uh, dance studios and um, kids' studios don't believe that they're covered by the executive order, and we haven't seen any lawsuits or prosecutions that, that kind of touch on that, um, at least yet. So I have a little bit of economic news. Um, the economic news is that the GDP went down 32.9% in the second quarter, which by far is a record. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. So the Dow Jones took a big dip, took about 25 to 30 minutes and everybody realized we don't care. And then it went back up because that is how we roll. <laughs> that is how we roll. Other news, Amazon has more than 1 million employees. That's crazy, <laughs> right? Like, 
pretty soon we'll just all work for Amazon, I think. It's just slowly but surely. You know, they started this last year. They had 630,000 employees. They started this with 840,000. And, uh, you know, along they march. And uh, Facebook just announced their earnings 11% up. And uh, they also announced their um, daily user count is 1.79 billion people. To give you a little perspective on that, there's 7.8 billion people in the entire world. So that is pretty crazy, honestly. They are taking over the world. Yeah, so their um, advertising revenue is obviously um, increasing, and that is one of the reasons why their stock price is going to have a nice bump overnight, um, already up like 8%. And uh, PayPal reported their earnings. It just seems like the world is kind of turning a little bit digital, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where we are. Um, so I've, I've lost Brian Colling, who's going to join us, I think, in a minute. Let's try again. Um, and uh, Brian is with Colling Media, and Colling Media is a client of ours. And um, interestingly, we were the very first client of theirs. And uh, yeah, Brian's been lost to the ether. And so Brian, who's a digital expert, can't get his way onto our Zoom platform and I don't know why. Um, So we'll do John's Medical Corner and hopefully uh, we'll get Brian in a second. So here's John's Medical Corner for the day. Always the most exciting and interesting part of of the day when I talk about medical stuff because I have a Juris doctor. But, um, you know, it turns out that about 50% of Americans, more or less, are planning to get their their vaccine when it's ready. How do you feel about this, by the way? Yeah, I'd sign up if they had one ready to go. You'd be be in? I I would be in. I don't want the thing. I don't want COVID. No, I definitely think that that's a pretty reasonable decision. Um, so it turns out that, uh, a lot of people, as I've talked to them are terrified of the idea of it and really aren't that interested. And, um, the numbers that we are showing in our poll, for those of you who haven't taken it yet, are about the same as the grander world. 36% of people in our little group here say, yeah, first day, sign me up. 29% say, yeah, but I'd wait a little bit. And, uh, and then somewhere around 35% of them would never ever get it you know they're just like i i I can't no no um there is some percent that would do it if they're required to in order to get on an airplane um so that makes some some of my i wonder if that's because um i don't know that it's new yeah or maybe it's just an aversion of vaccines in general it'd be interesting to know so i was trying to get brian's face on but i couldn't quite get there but i got his lovely voice on. brian you don't see me right now no, but I, I like you, but it's, 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 because, it's because of a quirk in Zoom, which I'd explain to everybody, but they don't care. Okay. Um, so Brian, Brian Colling is CEO of Colling Media. He named it after himself, but he's since grown it pretty, pretty well. How many people are working for you now, Brian? Uh, about half. No, I'm just kidding. We're up to 25 employees right now. So kind of typical of our group, right? Classic kind of client of the firm, a little bit smaller than Amazon still, but a real company and kind of the growing and we would say preeminent digital marketing focused firm in town. And so Brian, talk to me a little bit about your business life during COVID. And then I want to talk, I want everybody to learn a little bit about 
about what sort of digital marketing trends you see. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Um, John and I met before I started the agency about 12 years ago, uh, and the agency has grown quite a bit. You guys were talking about some topics that certainly um, strike a chord with us. Uh, in fact, we, we do a lot of work with Mountainside Fitness for advertising and marketing, and it's certainly been interesting uh, just in regards to the different verticals that we work in. In many regards, everything's changed while a lot of things have still kind of stayed the same. Um, you know, certainly a lot of shifts that we've seen in marketing and advertising in a lot of regards. Um, and, uh, you know, we do work with a lot of somewhat recession-proof industries, but obviously when the state shuts your business down, there's not a whole lot of ways to advertise through that. So uh, it's been really interesting to see a lot of the pivots that are taking place. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, companies that have shifted into marketing tactics that maybe they hadn't considered before, some pullbacks, and we've seen a little bit of everything over here. So it's been, uh, it's been quite a ride and a lot of fun. Um, all right. So uh, most people working from home? What are you doing? Uh, we actually moved into a brand new office of High Street on March 1st, and then everyone started working from home on March 14th. So we had a really good two-week run in our brand new digs over here. Um, <laughs> We have sort of cautiously reopened. Uh, I think today we had the most people in. We had almost a third of the folks here, but I'd say a lot of times it's probably close to about 20%. Four or five of us come in pretty consistently. Uh, we got a good amount of space for social distancing. Um, our clients have pivoted quite well. You know, we, we, we kind of incorporated some processes to help along that, but uh, we're, we're, I think some of our team members are enjoying the virtual world, but we certainly miss each other as well. All right, so... You know, I, I mentioned the statistic, 1.79 billion daily users of Facebook, right? So every everybody, because there's some people without, you know, power in the world. So <laughs> yeah, there's some billions of people without Facebook, but kind of everybody else uses it. Um, but talk, talk to us a little bit about trends. So this is really aimed towards small business owners, right? And sure. what sort of stuff should they be thinking about, especially because you know, maybe they knew to run an ad in, in the yellow pages and that's how they got their business going and the times have changed and now very dramatically. I think a lot of people just within their business, beyond just advertising, but probably in their business in general are reassessing what I like to call their, their GOST, G-O-S-T, kind of an acronym for their goals, objectives, strategies, and tactics. Um, and so really readdressing that, right? At first, I think the goal became survival for some people because uh, they didn't know what was going on. Um, now, flat may seem like the new up. And uh, if you're not down 32%, maybe you're doing better than the average GDP. Um, so the goals have certainly changed quite a bit. And the objectives and the measurables that we put behind it. Um, I think some trends we've seen is that when consumers are going to your website, they're actually spending a lot more time on the website. I think for, for, for a long time prior to COVID, time spent on site was always this metric we paid a lot of attention to. Suddenly it skyrocketed 400%, but nobody was really that happy with it because their conversions were down. Well, people were, had more time to get more information. They would look at more web pages. Um, they weren't picking up the phone and making a decision right away. Uh, one of the things we started changing was just our simple ad copy, right? Everybody wants someone to call now, get started, you know, hurry up and buy my product. Um, but the reality is the consumer was stuck at home. They're not ready to do anything except get more information. So suddenly a small change in ad copy had a tremendous difference, whether it was somebody's organic SEO traffic uh, or, or, you know, potential customers, their social or some of their paid channels. Um, I think a lot of people also had to look at long-term versus short-term. You know, a lot of times branding and SEO is longer term. 
where lead generation could be shorter term. Uh, so people are certainly taking a look at a lot of ways of just, um, you know, reassessing things in a lot of ways. So um, I'm shifting because I moved on to vaccine. So now I'm fascinated. Where do you yeah. sit on this? Are you getting the vaccine first? Are you waiting or are you just out? Oh, sign me up. You're up first. Now you got kids. I mean, you got little kids. Are you okay with them going back to school? Are you nervous? What are you guys thinking? You know, I, I, I think it's, we're kind of just following whatever the best practices are at the moment. You know, I have young kids, seven, you know, seven, five and one and a half. So they're not at an age where I feel like it's going to be overly detrimental in some regards, but you know, that, that socialization I feel is important. Getting my kids to focus on a zoom call is, is, is a little helpless. Um, so I'm almost wondering what's going to come out there. Is it, is it, uh, you know, the mathnasiums of the world or the, you know, sometimes, you know, trying to figure out how you could get some additional assistance, but if they had a good process to go back to school, we'd be open for it, but uh, it doesn't seem like that's even an option at the moment. So I um, am friends with a preschool teacher, and she said that their experiments during preschool on Zoom failed during the... <laughs> she said there's a lot of crying and rolling on the floor. So <laughs> I would suppose maybe for the one-and-a-half-year-old, this option is out. <laughs> but right, well, Brian, thank you so much for, 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 for dropping in. We definitely appreciate it, and we'll... Uh, well, one day we'll see your pretty face, even though we got to see your pretty family and your, your screen share. So we'll, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks. All right. So, uh, so we were invoice number one. We had them look it up. We were their first customer. Back when it was the Fruitkin Law Firm. So that's Brian Colling. And uh, they've had a nice, ni nice business uh, developed by the fact that people are just doing this stuff more online. All right. So, so far we've established nobody is really super, um, super comfortable with this vaccine, but there's some percentage of us that will get it and some that won't. Well, that's obviously problematic, right? Because it turns out that the vaccine doesn't completely protect you, a lot like the flu vaccine doesn't completely protect you. So maybe we get it and maybe it just doesn't work. So here's your update on vaccines. Have you been following along any of this stuff, Adam? No, the development of the vaccine? Yeah. I heard rumors that there could be as early as October, but that seems a little fast. All right, so here's where we are, because this is, this is truly rumor, and so I am here to add to the rumor mill, okay? So we've had, we have two that started this week, one that has been going on, and there's another Chinese one that's been going on, okay? But the one that started uh, Monday was the Moderna one, and we had a Pfizer one also start. Each of these involve about 30,000 people, okay? So now we're about to learn on John's Medical Corner, how this works. Moderna, here's, I, I read this. Here is the actual protocol. Trial volunteers receive two intramuscular injections approximately 28 days apart. For those of you who joined us last week, you know we have to get two shots. <laughs> Participants will be randomly assigned 50-50, one-to-one, to receive either two microgram, microgram injections of the vaccine or two shots of saline. The trial's blinded. So even the doctors, the people applying it don't know. Okay. So this is, this is how they do it. And they will be um, providing uh, swabs and blood samples and additional blood samples for a period of two years. Let that sink in. Of course, <laughs> right. So if this really is a problem in two years, too late people who wanted to get it first. Um, <laughs> 
the expectation is that uh, the because the first dose is being given this week and next week, then the next dose will be given the following in October. They'll start uh, being able to accumulate this so that in November they're able to produce that information to the government in order to get approval. Um, and so that is kind of your time your timeline. Interestingly, I did a little bit of research on pricing. Um, we've given Moderna about a billion dollars, uh, U.S. taxpayer. Moderna um, doses, it's $39 for two doses. Pfizer, we've ordered a, a hundred million. That's gonna be about $40 for their dosing. And AstraZeneca, we invested in them early. We get it for four bucks. So it turns out the British one, we get pretty cheap. Um, there is... Uh, there, there is uh, kind of an expectation, by the way, that Moderna is, doesn't even have their full 30,000 people fully enrolled yet. So they're still trying to fill in some gaps. They need range and age and location and things like that. So do you know how they get these people? Yes. That's a lot of people. Yes. Um, so the way they get it is basically through people signing up. And the way that people sign up generally is through their doctor. Um, and they have doctors that they work with in order to do trials. My um, ex-wife has, has signed up for a trial. She wants to be a guinea pig, but she has not been picked yet. She's still hoping. Wow. I, well, you know, I'm anxious to get it. I don't know that I would be a guinea pig. I, 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 I don't know. It, well, it turns out in Russia, they had what they call their Sputnik moment. Remember, you remember what Sputnik was? I'm just kidding. We're too young for that. We know. <laughs> so Sputnik, of course, was the time when everybody in the United States was surprised as heck that they had launched a satellite into space prior to us, right? They launched a, an aircraft into space. And um, uh, Russia announced their Sputnik moment that in two weeks, they will have a vaccine. Now, so go there. yeah, so, so they had their phase two and uh, it is concluding still. And they announced that they will be launching their vaccine. Their phase three will be their launch of their vaccine. So exactly what Moderna is doing, they're going to start in two weeks. They've called it the launch of their vaccine and they're putting their money where their mouth is because they're giving it to their front, frontline healthcare workers. Hmm. Paycheck protection program too. By the way, we wish the Russians luck, but a lot like people who watch NASCAR just for the crashes, <laughs> they might be killing their entire healthcare system. Um, so the CARES Act is now being followed up by something called the HEALS Act. That seems misnamed. They're trying to heal us, but that was also known as somebody who was the butt of jokes in 1952, a heel. The Heels Heal. Act includes Paycheck Protection Program too. Let me tell you what the rules are around it because I know that's why everybody's still on this call. $190 billion for second draw PPP loans. And these are for actually smaller businesses. Here are the rules. Not publicly traded, less than 300 employees and have a a 50% a reduction in gross revenue. So of the 190 billion, 25 billion is for companies with 10 or fewer employees. So this is really kind of aimed at the restaurant and hotel business. But if you are part of that, you might be in luck. So if you are down more than 50% as a result of COVID, keep your eye on that and we will talk about it more. This is just a proposal at this point. All right. Talk about the poll results. I promised last week we would, and so this week I actually will. Have you applied for PPP loan forgiveness yet? 25% of people have. I hope to God, if you've applied for PPP loan forgiveness, you are getting 100% forgiveness. 
Um, 6% of people have tried and their bank told them no, by the way. Our advice is wait, you get a full longer period. There's gonna be some rules. You are gonna get full forgiveness. And I'd, I'd hate for somebody to apply before, earlier than the full um, you know, months and months that we have to do it um, just, just to have some loan left over. That would be bad. So wait if you, if you can or if you, if you need to, I should say. Okay, the following is, I am planning to watch baseball, basketball, or hockey shortened seasons. Two-thirds say absolutely. Um, what's interesting about that is, of course, that it's kind of terrible but comforting. Have you been watching? No, actually yeah. I haven't. <laughs> so the, the Suns are doing a deal for their home games where, you know, they pick, they pick fans to be on Zoom, and then they put you in fake seats. Oh, nice. Yeah, my kid's very excited about that. Um, I have had covid 6% have had COVID, 6% would rather not say, meaning 12% have had COVID. What's interesting <laughs> is that it looks like in Arizona, that number is somewhere between 15 and 18%. It's hard to really know because testing is still terrible. Um, schools should be wide open. We have 0% on that. Um, we have two thirds say open with modifications, a third that say close with online learning this year. Um, people really think that the following two things will return to normal. 75% think business travel will return to normal after the vaccine. And 69% think schools will. Um, only 25% of people think Kanye West will return to normal. <laughs> we have 56% of people who'd applied to round two of PPP. I asked this question prior to us actually presenting the information. 38% said not sure yet. John, get to the stupid information. Um, asking about will you get vaccinated for COVID? 30% uh, said, first day, sign me up. 30% said, yep, but I'll wait a month or two first. And 13% uh, said, not sure, with a solid 25% saying, keep the needles away from me. <laughs> Got anything else for us, Adam? No, that, I mean, that was just a lot there to absorb. That, uh, you know, the vaccines fascinate me. It's interesting that people are like, I'll wait a month or two just in case what people start dropping dead in the, yeah, <laughs> the first month. Seems, seems, seems under normal circumstances to be wise, but it shows how little, little we have, uh, you know, uh, respect we have for institutions, let's say that. Um, Brenda does have a quick question, but hey, are we still getting our extra 600 bucks for unemployment? And the answer is nope. And uh, but dot, 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 uh, Congress in this HEALS Act has proposed uh, $200 per month, that's the Republic, or $200 per week additional unemployment. The Democrats voted against that. So we're gonna see what happens. Don't expect any additional federal help if you are on unemployment insurance for the next month or so. But the flip side of that is if you're an employer, the good news is some people need jobs now. Um, and that's been a real challenge for, for some people who need, people who make less than $21 an hour, which is what they were getting they will now be making $6 an hour, which isn't great, right? Mm -hmm. All right, well, I guess that's it. So um, until next week, when we'll see you back here, you can always visit us on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash go sons. And uh, we'll be watching to see if they can get it together. And Maybe at some point, the Diamondbacks will learn to score some runs. That's how I put sports at the tail end, too. You like that? <laughs> A sports sandwich. 
I'll see you next week.